welcome to another brand new episode of the mini games podcast uh the absolute best podcast on the internet uh no lie no takes these backsies uh hi we're here for episode 24 as per usual i'm your host mike and also today as usual your co-host keith so it's on the internet it's there forever and we can never take that back so we gotta live up to it let's go yeah, nothing on the internet is ever wrong or a lie. So everything that we say on here is 100% truthful, no matter what. I love it. That's science, baby. Uh, but hi, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, no guests this time. It's just the two of us. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, so we're just going to jump right into uh, Keith. What have you been playing lately? One of these things we have in common, um, but okay, playing a little bit more grounded. Um, managed to a few friends, so I'm on, I guess, my third game on it, I guess. And I feel like now I've kind of got the idea, like, okay, when I hit the ground running, this is what I got to do first, because I can lie, it's kind of rough if you don't know what you're doing. Um, how much time have you spent on yeah. grounded? Literally the uh, the amount that I've told you that I played. So like an hour. <laughs> uh, a whole ass hour. Oh man, yeah. It, if you don't like survival games, you're not gonna like this game. I'll put it out there like that. Um, I do, so uh, I do. And I kind of already went on that a little bit last week, so I don't really want to spend too much time on that. But obviously, we kind of dropped on Game Pass a little bit more. So you, know, you told me to play Carrion, uh, which I'm having a lot of fun with. I haven't beat it yet, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. You beat it, right? Yeah, I did beat Carrion. Uh, the whole game was... I think I want it... Like, I have no sense of time anymore, but I know for a fact that I started it at some point in the evening when the sun was already going down. And when I finished, it was around maybe like two, one, two in the morning. So I think it might have taken me like six hours total to beat it. Okay, I'm probably maybe about four hours in, give or take. Um... So for those of you that don't know, Carrion, it's on Game Pass. Um, is it exclusive to Game Pass? And Steam. Yeah, it's Steam. No, it's it's on Steam also. I believe it's also on consoles. Uh, but since everything is true on the internet, I'm not going to say a definitive yes or no to that. Right. So, and I'm also not going to fact check myself. So yeah, there's no need for that. Um, so yeah, on Game Pass, essentially, it's Metroidvania platforming with a twist because you're just was I, I call what symbiote simulator basically yeah sure yeah all you're doing is fucking killing people and eating them and growing and mutating and it's so much fun yeah it feels real good to just be like the bad guy in a game yeah and it, it's so like I think I think it works as like a metroidvania 2 especially the fact that it's not like a crazy long game because as much as i like super metroid there's like a point in that game usually around like if i do like a six hour stint where i'm just like i don't think i want to play this anymore for like a good while like, i think carrion does not overstay its welcome at all no it doesn't overstay its welcome and, and it's different it's not just kind of rehashing their metroidvania and like in, in a new colorful skin or anything like that like if you think about it, there's what, there's what, maybe three, four abilities, and that's it? <laughs> um, yeah, something like that total. I mean, if you want to, like, get into it, your your weird blob 
mouth thing has like three phases of its like evolution total. Yeah. And I say evolution lightly because it just becomes more blob. Yeah, it's more just a mutate, really. Yeah, more blob, more mouth, and that's basically the gist of it. And more carnage, essentially. Um, yeah. There's not really like a story. It's just kind of a massive breakout, and that's it, huh? Yeah, they try to have like some semblance of the story. Like, I don't know if you've been going into like the little glowy like room. The flashbacks? That, like, show you... kind of yeah. Like, that's the only semblance of the story that there is. So it, like, does that shit, like, the Dark Souls thing, where it, like, it tells you the story without using words to communicate yeah. anything. Like, the, on the only audio from people that you get in this game are the screams. Yeah, the streets of fucking terror. Um, I mean, it's fun. If you have Game Pass, just give it a shot. It's... It's really, it's kind of mindless fun. I mean, really, the only thing you're paying attention is to where you're at, because, I mean, it... it I'll put it to this way. The moment I texted you saying, yeah, it's a Metrovania is when I got lost and didn't know what to do next. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, yep, there it is. It's a real Metrovania. Uh, but it's it's not like a typical shooty-shooty Metrovania. It's just fucking just go crazy. And I will say that Game Pass is probably the way to experience this game because as much as I like it, I think with like the length and everything, I, I think full price on Steam, it's like 20 bucks. No. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's worth twenty dollars. Like as great of a game as I think it is, I think it's worth maybe, maybe fifteen tops. Yeah, but, and and yeah. five bucks seems, it, seems like it's like oh really that much? But I mean, shit, if you're on Game Pass, you're paying it for what, five bucks a month right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so it's a one night thing. I mean, me, I just I kind of have a little less time, so I play more short spurts. So yeah, Game Pass, it's the best way to experience it just because you're getting the full bang for your buck on it yeah i'm we're we're big on value here and i think just the fact that it's on game pass gets like you gets you like the best value from it but if you do have game pass i definitely recommend carrying i think it's really good um if you don't have game pass for whatever reason on pc and excuse me you want to uh get it on steam I guess if you really want to shell out the 20 bucks, then do it. Otherwise, we just wait till it's like on sale or something. Yeah, summer sale, winter sale, whatever. I mean, it'll be up eventually. But yeah, I guess sorry, PlayStation, on this one. <laughs> um, never thought I'd say that this soon in this podcast, but it's a good game. Uh, check it out. Um, other one, okay, Grounded, the carry in is Fall Guys. Yeah, we've, we've both been uh, playing some Fall Guys. The game came out of nowhere basically and has become like a hit especially like on twitch just because it's the goofiest fucking battle royale to ever exist yeah word for word i mean we had heard it was pretty much coming free with playstation plus and that's it and all of a sudden it came out and just took over the world yeah and um i have never been more upset and overjoyed at a game in my entire life i think than i have with fall guys you know what's kind of one of the, the cool things that i saw happen for this game that i didn't really kind of think i'd see the human side of it so on their twitter account in the first day of launch you see them tweeting like holy like whoa we got verified and then first day like it's pretty cool seeing you know the success of it hit the real people in it. yeah and so I think it was last week where we said uh, we think it was the Gang Beast people that made this game. It is not the Gang Beast people that made this game. 
this is Devolver Digital that's behind this one. And I think like aesthetic wise, uh, gameplay wise, they knocked it out of the park. Granted, day one, uh, which was on Tuesday, they did have a ton of server issues. And to this day, as of recording, those still aren't really ironed out. And I think there's just some like quality of life and like optimization stuff they need to do. Like I don't think I've played a full session where I haven't been dropped from at least four or five games, which is kind of frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's, all, it's, it's also a testament just how big this game is right now. Oh yeah, so, for sure. I mean, good problem to have, but something they do need to fix. But I mean, they're having a lot of success. They they want to improve this game. I think you'll see more mini games popping up. You'll see uh, more skins, more variety, and just more fun. I, I think this one's going to be one that sticks for the long haul. I really hope it does too. I like uh, I like shows like Wipeout. I like that they're going for like the Wipeout vibe. It's like yeah. a mix between like Wipeout and like some like fucked up like American Ninja Warrior shit, Dude, it which I think is really cool. Elimination challenge. Yeah, stuff like that too. Like I just think it's like, I love like that. There's like the bit of like the game show vibe to it. It's it's a really cool fucking game. Um, I'm trying to space myself out on playing it a lot because I, I don't want to like fry myself on it because like I said, the, well, like like we're saying, they need to add more video games yeah. or mini games to it. I mean, because uh, I, I think I went like five games in a row seeing almost the exact same lineup of mini games. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, see, I haven't played as much, so I haven't hit that wall yet, but I can definitely see that happening if I were to like just binge this game. Um, as of right now, I just want, I want more. It's just it's it's fun, especially with friends, especially talking shit to Chris. Um, yeah, I th I think where this game really shines is like playing it with other yeah. people too, because then you just get into like insane like shouting matches with people. Yeah, I mean if you're playing on your own, it's fun, but really you're just playing until the very end of the round. If you're playing it with friends, it spices up all those like first rounds. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's a real, real good game. And you get like some fucking intense moments out of it too. Like there was, yeah. I think it was last night or two nights ago when me and you were playing, Keith, we were both in the finale together. Yeah. And then, and then I was doing I won. so good. I was doing so good. And then I dropped like three layers down on the one where the four drops and just straight to hell. And then I ended up winning and screaming at the top of my lungs and it scared everybody, but it was sick for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are the games that are fun i mean you saw it with things like rocket league that was a game that popped off because of ps plus and it's still around uh, i'm hoping this has the same thing yeah the, uh, so if you have ps plus uh this game is free on there right now because it's one of the ps plus games so definitely download fall guys give it a shot it comes at no cost to you um if you don't have ps plus or if you're playing on uh on steam it's 20 bucks, which sounds a little expensive, uh, but I think it's worth it. Uh, I, I feel like I, I paid 30 bucks to get like the deluxe edition because it comes with costumes or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like I have gotten my money's worth out of that. Yeah, maybe. It's always easier to do that when you have a game that you play with friends. Uh, but even regardless of that, it's just, it's such a fun game to where, like we were saying, Carry On was not a full 20 dollar value. This one is. Is it's a it, it, you see, it, Karen's a very much a one playthrough game. This one is the one you're gonna keep going back, absolutely. Oh, um, yeah, I will probably never touch Karen again unless I'm like feeling really nostalgic for it. But I have been playing Fall Guys like every day since Tuesday, right? 
so right and uh, the xbox players that'll come eventually i don't know the date but i do know it is slated for an xbox release um probably just waiting until it's not free for ps plus members or something like that anymore I mean, probably we'll see but what i kind of i do hope that at one point they do make it crossplay, um just to kind of beef up the the possibilities of people you can play with that would be cool. Uh, I, I would love for them to iron out current server yeah. issues before they even think of doing that. Though. Right, yeah. Um, long term, there's just a couple things I like to see, like you said. Um, it does kind of boot you from games a couple times, but it's very easy to jump right back into it. So um, there's room to grow, but I think it's off on a really good foot. Yeah, I like it a lot. And I, I am very excited to play some more Fall Guys at some point. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much sums up what I've been playing. I know you probably dove in a couple of more things. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been really taking advantage of the fact that I have Game Pass. Uh, so last night I beat The Surge Two. Uh, for those of you that don't know, The Surge Two is the sequel to The Surge. Oh shit! Uh, it's like it's it's a Souls like game for sure. Yeah. But what I think what I think that The Surge two does better as like, i said so i played them both i never beat the first one because i just didn't like how it played uh surge one definitely leaned too hard into like the dark Souls stuff like in terms so it's like it's not like medieval setting it's like you're a guy in a robot suit basically but uh in surge one they definitely lean towards like oh the slow deliberate combat yeah. which I like but it, it it was they leaned into it to the point where like it felt kind of clunky and i don't know a lot of the stuff was just like uninteresting like it was just like oh you fight a bunch of robots like the the regular enemies were more interesting than like the boss fights like i distinctly remember the first boss you fight in the surge one is just like this bipedal robot and then it was like okay that's it's kind of lame yeah i guess but what I like about the Surge too is I think they lead more into like the Bloodborne aspect of Souls games because uh, this one is like a lot quicker in terms of like how you play, especially for using like different kinds of weapons. Like they have like you know the great sword equivalent, like the base equivalent and stuff like that. But what I was using were like dual bladed like gauntlets or whatever, and they were like so fast. Mm -hmm. So it was like it was a lot of fun playing like that, and they do a lot with like the boss design. So instead of like so first boss is just like a bipedal mech. The second, the, the first boss in Surge 2 is like this weird UFO looking thing that's walking on like electric wire feet that like slaps you around with them and like body slams you and literally like shits out like paralyzing nanomachine so it, things. It can wreck you. Yeah, so it's like it it made the boss fights a little bit more interesting. Um, it was it was a fun game overall. It took me like a few days to like get through it. I liked it. I don't think I would have paid full price for this game, and I don't think I actually would have played it at all if it weren't for the <laughs> fact that it was on Game Pass. Considering how poor of like a first impression that the Surge One left on me. Yeah. But I did end up liking it a lot, and I'm glad I played through it. Uh, I started like a New Game Plus playthrough, and then uh, immediately got my ass beat. So I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna not play this yeah, anymore. I mean, yeah, that's the cool thing about Game Pass. I mean, I think we're kind of delving into it more because we kind of are in like an Xbox upswing as far as the kind of yeah. well-being. Um, so we kind of seen like, you know, there's been a couple of things that we probably could have been playing all along. Um, so that being one of those things where we missed it and we're going back and we're saying, hey, you know, there's some value here. 
Yeah, for sure. So my thing is, like, if you have uh, Game Pass and are looking for something to scratch the, the Dark Souls itch, Surge Two, uh, not a bad, not a, not a bad way to go with that. Um, yeah, it's a fun game. I also downloaded uh, Mech Warrior, uh, Mech Warrior Five last night because I'm a big sucker for giant fighting robots. So I'll, I'll probably jump into that nice. at some point. Uh, so the last thing that I've been playing that I wanted to talk about is, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, Keith, but I just recently dove into, Uno. I think it's pronounced Blaseball. Blaseball. Okay, go B-L-A-S-E ball. So it's like, it's virtual baseball. Hell yeah. Where you, where you gamble fake currency. And it's basically like a clicker. But it's like, yeah, I, I have it open right now just to see if my fucking team is winning. And I'm actually not doing so hot today. I've been betting a lot of coins. And it's like a simulation or? Yeah, kind of. It's basically like it's fantasy, fantasy baseball. If, if this is like, so if baseball had an XFL, this would be that. But the fantasy version of it. Okay, go on. <laughs> and the teams also have stupid names. So, it, yeah, it's basically the XFL. Well, most of the, some of the teams have stupid names. Some of them have like very XFL or like minor league baseball names. Like Seattle's team is the Seattle Garages because Garage Rock started in Seattle. Hell yeah. Uh, and then you have stuff like the team that, I, so I went in to just pick the team with the dumbest name or the craziest name I could find. So mm-hmm. I am currently a fan of and champion of the Canada Moist Talkers. <laughs> that is the team that I champion, and we're actually doing, they're actually a pretty okay team. How did you find this? Um, so I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about it. And I was like, this sounds stupid. Let me try this. And I was like, oh, man, I kind of like this. Since, especially since like right now yeah especially since like regular baseball is like very much not interesting this season it's because there's like barely baseball this this year you know what i mean yeah it doesn't have it to do with owning so the just, astros yeah don't even get me fucking started on the astros dude <laughs> but uh yeah I, this has been like a good like stupid like baseball replacement like I just think of like the team names too. Like, there's one the, the Breckenridge Jazz Hands was almost my choice until I saw the the Canada Moist Talkers. Like, uh, you have the right now. yeah, you have the Charleston Shoe Thieves, uh, the Los Angeles Tacos, uh, the Dallas Steaks is another good one. Kansas City Breath Mints. Oh yes, and I love that like each team has like their own little like little catchphrase like the moist talkers is spray it don't say it miami dale oh my god yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is so good houston spies oh mexico city oh yeah dallas steaks oh man I'm, I'm, i'm a dale i'm definitely a dale Oh, dude, Dale was pretty close for me, but then I was like, fuck, dude, Moist Talkers is just so stupid that I can't not pick that one. Watch live? Do you literally get to watch the games? There's no, like, actual game to watch. Like, you just get to watch, like, the little fucking, like, little tickers go up and down, basically. 
like like you, like you just see like a representation of like the bases and like people running them and then like outs balls strikes things like that it's very much like a virtual thing uh do they just so like, my last stat based on running simulation yeah basically it's it's all stats it's like all stats but like none of this is like is real uh none of these are like real players like if you look because you can see the names of the players like if you click on the team like for example uh one of the the lineups the people in the lineup on the charleston shoot thieves is just named blood hamburger so if it tells you what kind of shit you're dealing with here yeah one of my guys is a uh, peanut bong uh, oh there you go six packs Santiago. Uh, uh shout out to pinch hitter on the canada moist talkers uh eugenia garbage <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just wanted to, like, it's not really, like, a game that you play, so that's why I struggle to be like, yeah, this is something that I played, but this is this is just something that was so interesting to me that, like, I couldn't believe it was a thing, but I also could believe it's a thing. And, like, the the official rulebook has been, like, redacted, so it just says, like, dumb shit. Like, one of the rules for, if you look at 4G, it's once the ball is in play immaterial plane that's all it says <laughs> so so it's a bunch of like cool shit like that they're like constantly redacting the rules so it just gets harder and harder to see anything it's a really cool thing uh my last shout out for this will be that they have a patreon i'm on it right now i'm not actually. sure <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I do like how their patreon memberships too oh, are shit. like they do the the same thing but the one that costs more is same as the other but so the lower tier is $3.33 and the higher tier is $6.66. They do the exact same thing with the only difference is same as the other one, but then it's the, the metal, metal horns emoji. <laughs> Dude, 800 patrons. Oh man. Can we, can they sponsor us? Like I want to be yeah. a part of this. Can we sponsor Yo, them? So th <laughs> they do have a, they do have a season. They do like each season I think is sponsored. Like I know this current season is sponsored by another podcast called friends at the table. So uh, blaze ball, if you are listening to this, hi, as uh, as spokesperson for the Canada moist talkers from Texas, as a Canada moist talker. You, look, if you want to sponsor as a moist talker myself, I'm a big fan of blaze ball. So if you would like to sponsor us or have us sponsor you, we have no following, but we'll do it anyway, because I love blaze ball so much. Uh, everything, everything is peanuts. Uh, play play on the immaterial plane i'm, I'm legit gonna i'm gonna network with blazeball after this we'll see how this goes oh, i just want to read the description of this patreon out because it's so good it says hi this is the commissioner of blazeball i got an email last night telling me that patreon would now fall under my jurisdiction i didn't know we had a patreon it starts at three dollars and 33 cents a month to be a patron i don't think it gets you anything i'm not sure they said something about getting a 5k they also said it could go towards cover my gas and servers I think anything helps. To be honest, things are getting kind of out of hand. I really appreciate the game band for giving me this opportunity. I'm hoping to graduate with a sports management degree in a couple of years. I really can't afford to fail this. Also, if anyone can show Ariana Grande a baseball, I think she'd like it. See, I that's so fucking insane. Dude, have me. you seen their goal? <laughs> so yeah, it's it, it's it's straight up ludicrous. <laughs> Yeah, so they're about $2,800 the way to getting 5000 per month. The perk? Not sure, honestly. <laughs> I I love I love this. I love everything about Blaze Ball. Um, 
the new season starts in six minutes so place your bets keith i'm currently currently dropping some coins on the moist talkers right now i'm all in on valley they're underdogs but the weather is lots of birds i love that that's a weather thing <laughs> <laughs> lots of birds i'm going i guess 10 coins in <laughs> See, I've been betting 20 on everyone because I'm a fucking lunatic, but that's just me. Can I edit a bet? No, I'm a coward. Okay. Nope. Once you put in the bet, that's it. You're you're cemented. All right. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been talkers. up to. 20 Elboys Talkers. Oh, man. This is good. But yeah, I think that's basically been it for what I've been playing. Uh, Basically, for like the last day and a half, I have kept uh, baseball up on my second monitor while I'm doing something else on my first one. I think I might just watch a game live while we're recording just to see how this. There you go. Out. Yeah, I gotta watch. I gotta watch myself make money. So while we're recording this podcast, I hope everyone knows I have baseball open up on my second monitor right now. And now I do too. And for the the stakes and firefighters game, the weather is just peanuts. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> this is the best. Where have I been? Yeah. Look, I, I understand that I may have just ruined your life by showing you baseball, but, you know, if I got to go down, someone's coming down with me. Yeah, we got to start, like, a minigames baseball community. Oh, dude, don't fucking tempt me. <laughs> Yo, we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> yes. Can minigames be an official sponsor of the voice talkers? Yeah, like we're gonna have a new running bit for the whole series of minigames that's just gonna be baseball updates. I hope baseball never dies. Yeah, this might be the new Minesweeper. It won't, but it might be. Straight up if they make like a if they make like an app for this, because it's 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 in beta right now. So if like if if they make like a full on like mobile app for this, I'm just gonna be glued to my phone. So what you're saying is we need to support them on Patreon to get that app. Yes. Support Blaseball and Patreon so I can have Blaseball on my phone. Oh man. This is so Anyway, hi. That that's what we've been that's what we've been playing, uh and or watching uh happen in front of us. Um, we're gonna, just going to very quickly go through uh, games on sale. Uh, so we have an Xbox portion now, but it's not really like an Xbox sale. This is just shit that's coming to Game Pass. Um, if you have the console Game Pass, uh, Man of Medan is coming there. Uh, I have That's a game I personally have not played, but it's made by the people that did Until Dawn. And I heard it was like all right at least and plus if it's on game pass i mean you're not like you're not really you don't have a risk. money investment in. <laughs> yeah that's the good thing about game pass is like i've been like just looking at games i normally wouldn't give like a second glance and being like oh i don't have to really pay anything for it i'll download it and you probably enjoy it more because you're not really paying anything extra for it yeah i'm sure if i had paid money for the surge too i would have been kind of like yeah this game's kind of whatever but the fact that i didn't pay for it i had a lot more fun yeah that helps um so yeah, I mean we're kind of changing the format a little bit for Xbox because obviously it's a monthly rotation of games uh, sometimes. So it's a sale in itself. So we're keeping it what's coming to Game Pass in August. Things that catch our eye and monthly going forward. So yeah, Madame Madame for console. Um, this is the cool one, uh, Final Fantasy VII HD coming to console and PC. Yeah. So 
literally you have less of an excuse to not have ever played Final Fantasy VII because now it's uh, basically basically free. Yeah. I mean, granted, like full price, I think I think they're still charging too much money for Final Fantasy VII, but but they, they can get pass, away with it. Obviously, it's Final Fantasy. Yeah, they VII. can absolutely get away with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, play it. Final Fantasy VII is one of we've said it a lot here. It's probably it not even probably it's the most important RPG ever made, most likely. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely the most important Final Fantasy game. Again, not my favorite of the Final Fantasy games, but it's definitely uh, one, of the most one of the most culturally relevant. I mean, Kenny Omega. Yeah, I the the landscape of modern RPGs would be vastly different without Final Fantasy VII. I would say. Kenny Omega. See, it, it even made its way into wrestling. The only thing Keith truly understands. This is true. This is true. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Granted, most people probably own Final Fantasy VII if they wanted to play at this point, but if you're going to introduce it to new people, that's the way to do it, which obviously they still are oh, doing absolutely. to this day. There's one more minute left till this fucking game starts, and I'm like just waiting and watching this timer go down while we <laughs> record this pod. Uh, last thing coming to uh, Game Pass is Battletoads. This was a nice little like surprise, surprise if you want yeah. to call it that it's like yeah it's also coming to see cool. too but i mean i'm excited like i said i've been waiting just to see what, what's coming from rare and see if these was just the first step in a lot of things so the fact that they're bringing back battletoads it's probably what, first time in what, 20 years yeah it's been it's been a long time i mean if you want to count them putting uh, one of them into like that Killer Instinct game that came out a few years ago. Then right. there's that. Uh, that's, that's that's just a feature. Uh, but it's kind of another step of the return of Rare and to see what they can do for gaming in 2020 and beyond. Yeah, because they do have a uh, they do have a lot of time. Uh, between now and whatever that I forget the name of it, but that game that they're that they showed on the Xbox showcase, it's going to be a minute till that comes out for sure. So it's good that they're right. doing like something in the interim. Yeah, it's it's nice and it's come out of nowhere, kind of a stealth drop almost. Not really a stealth drop, like a stealth announcement, very much like Origami King was, like out of nowhere, and all of a sudden it's coming out like soon. Yeah, but hopefully, unlike Origami King, this uh, this game doesn't suck bold takes here bold takes i haven't played it but i am hearing some not great things about origami king from multiple people wow so cool i just uh got somebody got them out shout out to dale okay i need to focus <laughs> um so yeah that's a uh, game pass <laughs> suja did um that was game pass i mean we probably only mention Xbox monthly at this point because week to week, yeah, there's things on sale. But like I mentioned, if you see it on one on one platform, it's probably going to be on sale on another. Really, the big focus that they're going for is Game Pass from this point going forward. So that's that's going to be ours. Uh, next bit of sales we have are on Steam. Uh, there's, there's a big QuakeCon sale uh, until uh, the 11th. So basically, it means half off of Doom Eternal which is great. Uh, still haven't played Doom Eternal. Still don't know if I actually want to drop 30 bucks on Doom Eternal. Yeah. But uh, good deal. Half off of what's basically a new game. So, new-ish. 
I still I still call it noon. Yeah. Other than that, uh, crazy deals for the fucking Fallout series. Uh, Fallout three, eight bucks. Fallout four, nine bucks. Fallout New Vegas is three dollars. Insane. I would pay full price for New Vegas today. Right. Yeah. I mean, even if you go back to like three, obviously, that's kind of I guess the the reboot to Fallout, for lack of a better way to put it. There's still so much that you can do in that game to this day. So that at seven ninety nine, eight bucks, pretty good. Fallout four, you know, not exactly at the same level, but for nine bucks, not bad. But for three bucks for New Vegas, it's insane. Like, granted, yeah, it's an older game, but still, you could probably get your full ten bucks on sale and still have people buy it. Oh yeah, for sure. I I think I think that's an insane deal uh and if you haven't played any of those like those fallout games this is like a great a great time right because i don't think i've ever seen them this cheap i don't think so either and um granted uh, yeah you see like 76 on sale but that's also on game pass so we're not gonna really mention that too much but i think new vegas is probably the one with the most personality to be honest yeah i think so too but yeah great deals on fallout um now also kind of stretching more into this quake console you have evil within if you're liking some horror games for 749 and then evil within 2 for 1199 um not bad those are obviously more i guess horror narrative driven than anything else on this kind of quake con but they're 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 worth it i'd say they're worth that price easy yeah i would pay that much uh to play those games i i own both of them and have not beaten both of them uh, but this definitely inspired me to like, oh, like, oh, maybe I should actually play those games. Yes. And maybe I should actually finish them. Yeah. And if you don't have them, that might be kind of, if you're looking for something cool to get your fix, because um, there's not really anything horror popping up for a while, I don't think, off the top of my head. Um, Nothing but, good anyway, probably. Right. I mean, right now, everything's kind of on hold, I think, for next gen, as far as for major releases yeah for sure yeah i mean other than maybe cyberpunk but that's not a horror game that's not what we're focusing on they're gonna wait till they can utilize the full system get you full spook uh last thing we have here is there's an elder scroll summer bundle uh which is 21 dollars and 30 cents call it 20 bucks 22 bucks for morrowind oblivion and skyrim that's a lot of games like that's a lot lot of of games. games Yeah, um, out of all of those, I think, like, well, like, granted, I'm just tired of Skyrim because it's out on everything and you can right. play it on everything, so I'm just like, whatever about Skyrim right now. But um, I think Morrowind and Oblivion are great buys for that. Like, think of it like this you're paying 10 bucks for Morrowind, 10 bucks for Oblivion, and you're getting like Skyrim for like a dollar. Right. I mean, nowadays, I mean, I'd, I'd say 20 bucks is probably a good price for Skyrim in 2020. Um, yeah, for sure. So I see it as you're getting more than a Oblivion for free. Um, either way, you break it down. Like, that's a good bundle. <laughs> yeah, it's a real good bundle. Um, the those older Elder Scrolls games are really good. I think, like graphically, obviously they don't hold up. Like I looked at right. screenshots of Morrowind recently, and that game straight up looks like dog shit. Yeah, but it's, it's a not fun what I remember, game. But it's still playable. That's the cool part. Yeah, it's a they're they're perfectly playable games. They're a lot of fun. 
especially when, especially if you can mod them, uh, which you should. That's part of the which fun. You're on Steam, but yeah, like take advantage of the Steam Workshop for sure, and just do some dumb Get shit with those games in your game. Yeah, that that should be the first thing you do, obviously. But yeah, um, yeah, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, all for twenty two dollars is fucking awesome. And yeah, go buy that shit. Dollar is losing, and I'm pissed right now. Well, I mean, they were the underdog, so you did that to yourself. Yo, you bet on the underdog, they win, you win more. Oh, your moist talkers are losing too, though. Look, man, we're down by one. It's fine. Anyway, more updates. All right, so moving on to news. So uh, there was an announcement that Spider-Man is coming to Marvel's Avengers exclusively on PlayStation. Holy shit. Bold move, Cotton. Bold move. Yeah, that's that's a real big flex. It is, and it's interesting because I don't think I've seen this big of an exclusive character in a game maybe ever yeah i also like part of this move like also just doesn't sit well with me like i know that spider-man is obviously like a sony property so of course they're gonna make it exclusive to them but like i was like damn that seems kind of like a dirty move I mean, here's the thing, though. It's a Sony property in film, not in games, because obviously you still have, like, Ultimate Alliance exclusive to the Switch with Spider-Man. So it's not like they couldn't do it. I think it's more so just maybe they got first dibs, and maybe Sony paid for that extra content. Um, I mean, I'm hoping maybe there's, like, something where, I guess, Xbox gets, like, a Deadpool or another character that's exclusive. Um just to kind of make it fair or not just Xbox but PC even because um, there's always been things in the past where say Soul Calibur where you have Yoda exclusive to one Spawn exclusive to one and what's his face uh, Heihachi exclusive to one um, but to have an outright character and not include anything in the other games is just nuts to me. especially when it's a character that's as like popular as Spider-Man yeah, exactly exactly um that's what people want to play as yeah so like i I don't know like there's there's been a lot of like shit surrounding this like marvel avengers game and i think this is just like adding to that pile of shit where i'm just like man i don't know if the moves that this game is making are (laughs) the right moves. right like i i guess it's the right idea but it's not the right execution because like say if it was like exclusive spider-man skins or something like that nobody would care but you're holding on to actual content and saying and i think our part of it's also their attitude too have you seen what the developers are saying about it uh no i haven't so um i don't remember his name um uh, no, crystal dynamics um what's his name i think it's scott amos i think is who said it don't quote me on that because he might sue me but he's basically saying like yeah we love the idea of bringing this character to playstation uh players and as far as everyone goes as far as it goes everybody do we just not talk at less a week ago two characters announced within a matter of days future is bright and then he so he's asked like well what about the xbox and pc gamers from the player spider how should they feel he said well yeah they have the option to do so on playstation like totally missing the point 
yeah, like, okay, these people probably don't own PlayStations also. Right, not everybody's fortunate to have both consoles. I mean, we don't. We yeah. Don't. <laughs> and, like, if I were, so, like, I, I'm pretty much, like, not gonna get this game now, because I just don't agree with, like, how things are going. Especially because, like, I would definitely want to play a Spider-Man, but if I were gonna get this game, I don't think I'd want to play it on PlayStation in the first place. Yeah, I'd want to play it on PC. Um, now, it is going on beta this weekend. Um... So I'm probably, I might check it out. Um, from what I hear, the game itself, it's fine. That it's got some really good story beats. Um, but that when it kind of just goes into, I guess, your grinding game modes of just kind of infiltrating a, a tower and taking out waves of enemies, that it gets kind of generic. Uh-huh. But I've heard that the actual like story, I think there's like three story missions that are available in the beta, that those are all super strong. And that they offer like, actually pretty, you see a pretty good variety of how each story mission style plays out. So, I mean, I'm thinking it might end up like a Battlefront 2 kind of scenario where they end up fixing the game way later and it ends up getting a relatively strong player base because it's it's a game that I want to last for the long haul. To me, it seems like it's almost like a Destiny-style loadouts and upgrades and things like that. So, we'll see, but it's it's bumming me out so far because this is a game that I was very excited for at the start of it, of its announcement. Yeah, you you truly hate to see it. Yeah, you really do. But you know what I love to see? That is up five to two now, baby. You know what else I love to see? Joe Voorhees struck out that, a uh, That uh Halo Infinite multiplayer is gonna be free to play. Yes, that is awesome. Um that's a win for console gamers for sure. Yeah, and I think that's that is definitely like the biggest like show of goodwill that Microsoft has done recently, I think. Right. I mean, I've kind of said they're kind of going for more consumer friendly. Uh, and three, I don't know if this is a Microsoft move or 343 move. I don't know. Altogether, I don't know. But that's a big game to make free to play for multiplayer. Now you're going to have people that are probably going to play online that couldn't before because either they just didn't care for it, they didn't want to pay for online. Uh, I personally don't see a reason why you should do that just because you're on a console and not on PC. Uh, but you level the playing field. Maybe now that's that's what makes crossplay a thing on it. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see like how this affects like numbers. Because I, I know that people mainly see Halo as like the multiplayer right. game. You know, like it. Well, it very much is like the single player finish the fight shit. Like when I when I think of Halo, I think of fucking around in the Gulch. Yeah. With my friends. See, and I'm and right just being one fucking stupid. Yeah, like I see Halo's the co-op and the online massive multiplayer. Now I wonder if that multiplayer includes co-op. Is that still multiplayer? But um, there was rumors that Xbox as a whole was getting rid of, I guess, like uh, Xbox Live as a paid service. Uh, they came out and said, no, that's not true. But we're doing a free weekend of Xbox Live this weekend. So if you're on console, you're on Xbox, you don't have live. There you go. Enjoy a little bit of online play. But you're gonna enjoy a lot more with Halo Infinite because you don't gotta pay for online. Yeah, I don't think they would ever do just like free Xbox Live. I think I think they make too much fucking money. Yeah, off that shit to do that. I, I think so too. I'm not on that, but I mean it's paid for more a more stable online experience. I do understand that part, but I just don't like. I I, I don't see why you have to pay for online play when it's very much possible because PC's been doing that for years. 
yeah for sure and that's like well ps plus is like a sick thing like i haven't had a ps plus subscription basically since me and my girlfriend moved in together because i've just been playing almost exclusively on pc because right. like i haven't i haven't needed it and i'm like i'm so spoiled now by like by not having to like pay an additional charge like to play online with people i guess like world of warcraft technically counts as that but that's like a, a sub-based mmo so yeah. it's kind of a different thing yeah like i like i i if i just don't want to play world of warcraft i don't have to pay for that but i can still just play all my other games for free on the internet exactly so for halo infinite to do that because that's going to be a big release for xbox um i do think that's going to be a big hit for the series x kind of coming out of the gates uh, so that's a gives xbox more goodwill to stand on that they're doing consumer friendly things um especially to announce that in a time i actually this isn't in our notes but i totally blanked on this they announced it at a time when sony's kind of getting some flack for a couple of their decisions um one of it being obviously spider-man because you're like okay you have to buy a playstation in order to play him but also their controller situation which i do get but it's just xbox seizing the opportunity um, did you hear about the whole controller thing Oh yes, how you could you could use your PS4 controllers on PS5, but you also technically can't use them on PS5. Right. So they're gonna have. I mean, they're gonna have a limited capacity of backwards compatible games. That's it. And they're saying it's because they're utilizing new tech for the DualSense, and what that is, I don't know. It hasn't come out yet. So I mean, I get that there's certain things you can't use on the next gen. Um, like obviously a Wiimote doesn't work on the Switch, but when for Xbox to say, "Ah, right, yeah, multiplayer, you don't gotta pay more for that." Oh yeah, your Xbox One controller, yeah, that works here on all of it. It's just, I think it just looks bad for Sony in comparison. Yeah, I definitely agree too. This is starting to be like the like just the reverse of the DRM stuff. Yeah, of like the DRM stuff, and I'm just like, damn, like, like. So I'm like Sony, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? Right, you and, had it. Right, and and it's not like it doesn't make sense for it because I mean, like I said, you can't use a Wiimote on a Switch. I get that. So to say you, you can't use a PS4 controller on the PS5 games, I, I, I get that. But I think it's more so just Microsoft seizing the opportunity to be like, hey, you know what you can do over here? Yeah, like you can use our controllers over here. And here's my thing with it too. Like, if that's the case, that you can't use the ps4 controller on your ps5 games like just don't fucking say anything yeah <laughs> just straight up no don't say because you know the ps5 controller can work on the four games probably yeah so it's just like like why come out and say anything at all right like, I, I don't know i feel i feel like sony just like dug themselves into a fucking hole right which might be kind of why we're subconsciously leaning into game pass a bit more too to be honest <laughs> Just because we kind of see some cool things happening and we kind of want to just support that in a sense. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit when Jesus was on last week. Like, he has a fucking PlayStation Now subscription. He yeah. even said it himself. He's like, I don't even know fucking why I have that thing still. So, I guess maybe that's a hint of some things to come for the next gen. We'll see. Uh, like I said, Microsoft as a whole is doing a totally different game plan um, with their business model. And... On my, end, on my end, it looks good. We'll see what the whole general consensus is as it keeps going. Yeah, it, it's one of those time-will-tell situations, but so Sony has definitely massively dropped the ball lately. Right. And 
Okay, baseball update. My game is wild. It is six to five right now. I'm losing, but it is six to five. I'm I'm loving how I'm loving the ups and downs of this for you, Keith. It, it, this is an experience. So speaking of all this Sony stuff, uh, main portion of our show today is so Sony Sony had their state of play, right? And this was specifically the one that they were saying was going to be third party focused. Which is good. I think uh, I, th I think they're doing a good job focusing on third party stuff. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like the, I, the first party stuff shines before, on its own. It does. It does. So that's one thing Sony's very good at. So uh, and Xbox has basically thrived just off third party. If you really think about it, uh, or not oh, quite, yeah. but survived. Uh, so for Sony to kind of they do the opposite. That's their chance to kind of take a little bit of Microsoft steam away from it but i think they set the pace and the expectations for this very well because had it have been like how that one microsoft presentation where it's like gameplay there's no gameplay people would have like probably lost the shit because they want more information by saying all right this is a third party this is current gen ps4 and vr with a little bit of ps5 and then to show exactly that nobody came out disappointed in this i, I haven't seen anything kind of say like nope what are they doing yeah, I, I think it was good, and I, I think there was a lot more stuff um, in this that I was interested in than even like on that Xbox showcase that there was. Um, I definitely had there's definitely a bunch of stuff to look forward to, but I, we should probably just get into that. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you notice that they kind of had like a huge, like blatant Nintendo Direct influence on this one? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think once Nintendo started doing the directs, I think I think that basically changed the landscape for how people were get we get short form content out. Right, and it did, and like one thing that Xbox did was kind of it was very much like separate scenes, just kind of transitioning one to the other. This one kind of had that almost like home screen look where they kind of scroll to the next like presentation. Like it was basically it was the same exact format that a direct does. Uh, so yeah, Nintendo setting the pace for there. Yeah, and I think it's good too. Um, I think I've reached the point in my life where it's just like I don't, I don't necessarily know if I have patience for something that's like the length of a like a, a whole E3 conference. Yeah. So I, I think distilling this stuff down to like the bite-sized, more Nintendo Direct style stuff is a lot better for me and my admittedly abysmal attention span. Yeah, I think so too. Because uh, we're only getting older. Don't I know it? <laughs> But yeah, they, they, they showed some games. Yeah, first one that they showed was they showed like actual gameplay of uh, of Crash Four, and it it looks like a crash a crash it's game. It's a Crash Bandicoot game. <laughs> uh, I kind of I thought it was cool that they kind of including a couple game modes like that. Kind of you got to paint the world to move on thing. Uh, what they call it inverted mode. Different ways to kind of add replayability to where you're not just playing the same platform level over and over to memory. Uh, and then adding, obviously, you could play as Coco, Cortex, and, and Dingo Dial. And seeing, it's cool how they kind of touched up on where Dingo Dial's been and where he's at now. So weird, like, of all, like, the boss characters that they could yeah. pick me to play as, they pick fucking Dingo Dial. Like, I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's, as if, he's probably going to be, like, a mainstay, I guess, for Crash now, I guess. Uh, I'm guessing so. Yeah. So it, it looks like a fun game. Oh, probably the same where it's like insane trilogy where it's like, holy shit, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. 
yeah, um, it's really cool. I, I, don't, I don't know if I personally have enough interest in like a new Crash Bandicoot to like want to play it, but mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see like what people's initial reactions to this are. Yeah, I, I, first off, I mean, it looks good. It has a cool like palette to it, cool art style. So um, yeah, hopefully it sticks to the landing. I, so far it looks like it will. Speaking of like visuals, I think the one thing that's like turned me off about this game is like everything looks like too shiny. I think there's like a lot of bloom, and I just don't like yeah. it, everything. Just looks like like wet, if you know what I mean. Like there's just, like this like, like gloss, gloss to everything. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that, but I mean, obviously they can still polish things up. Maybe it might change a little bit. I don't know. Uh, but that looks like a fun enough game. Yeah, like I said, I, I'll I'll wait for people's first impressions right. on that, and then I'll decide if I want to play it or not. All right, fair enough. Um, next, they kind of rolled into Hitman Three, and they kind of highlighted the VR on this one. Yeah, so I'm not big on VR, but if there was ever a series that I would probably want to play in VR, I think Hitman would be close to the top of that list without knowing it really yeah like just like when they showed it that it was like vr hitman i was like this makes so much sense yeah it really does i mean iron man vr is pretty cool too i will admit that seems like a pretty cool vr game uh, so uh, what i like is that they're kind of doing something different this is way more grounded practical and then they announced i guess the whole they call it like the world of assassination trilogy the whole modern trilogy since they kind of rebooted it's all all those missions that come to VR. That's gonna be really interesting to see some stuff like Especially for those that played the first two games. To go back into the missions again from a whole new perspective, literally. Um, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm wondering if like they're gonna do separate VR related related things for those games, or if they're just gonna straight up make the whole games playable in VR. I it'll be curious to see how that goes. Like obviously like it's not gonna be something I play because I'm not about to spent bad money on like a PSVR headset or anything right. but it would be cool to see like how that plays out if, if they actually do the work in and make the, the entirety of those games VR that would be straight up insane right because then basically like, you're watching Assassin's Creed movie um, like literally inject into your eyes um, but no I think I think it's probably just going to be a mission select thing um, yeah really makes you feel really like a hitman you know yeah, so it's basically Last of Us 2 is a one-to-one -one recreation of World of Assassination Trilogy coming to VR. There it is. Yep, and oh, voice talkers losing. Yeah, man. I'm losing my points on this one. But it's okay, I'll make it up for uh, the stakes being up by 11. Holy shit, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I did a good job betting on, uh, betting on the stakes. Come on, Dale. You're down by one. And so they shall remain. Um, so the next thing they showed was the Braid Anniversary Edition. Uh, it's really cool that they're doing this. I'm going to wait for your opinion about this, but I also do not care. Yeah, I mean... I kind of run the same bat. I don't care, but it's what, like, what, 12 years later at this point? Something like that? 
shit. I don't know. I, it feels like Braid came out an eternity ago, though. Right. So, I mean, like when they I'm, showed it, I was like, I was like, Braid? Like, holy shit. Yeah, it caught me off guard, too. Uh, I mean, granted, like, yeah, I don't, I didn't really care to have like a remake of this. But the way they're doing it definitely seems like it's really cool that they're putting a lot of effort into this as far as, you know, literally like hand painting backgrounds and new scenes and really kind of digging into all of it. Um, what really caught my eye is not for me specifically, but I do know this is probably going to pique a lot of people's interest. Um, that has a huge commentary of like literally every step of the game for how it's made. Um, so, you know, how like, I guess every well, I go for it. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Well, I don't care about like the game itself. I think that's what I find the most interesting about this is yeah. the in-depth commentary. Yeah, because it's always cool to see like like you watch a movie behind the scenes. Always interesting. That's what they're doing here, and you don't always get that in this form of of like I guess games. You don't really see that as far as like a live commentary and things like that. So that's cool. Um, hopefully, it'll kind of gathering a new generation of like it's like say kids out of high school going to college for for coding and game design and kind of give them that insight to what that world in their field is like yeah it's it's a really cool thing that they're doing and honestly like as much as i don't as i've been just saying i don't care i think that commentary enough would be enough for me to be like he's curious on it yeah yeah i think so i mean the way they're redoing it is probably the most intriguing way because it was just oh like say braid coming to the switch I'd be like oh yeah that makes sense but to say no they're completely redoing the whole game and optimizing it and making it current again that's cool it's not like a lazy one you know oh yeah i get you they're, they're definitely putting in the work so i mean good for them it's not the most interesting thing in the world that they're basically remaking braid from the ground up but it's very cool and i'm just more interested in that commentary than anything i wish that was available as like a separate thing to be completely honest with you yeah that's true so where you can kind of just look into that if that's all you care for yeah but that's very cool that they're like giving like a peek behind the curtain that's definitely the most interesting thing about this to me right so that's braid uh anniversary edition uh the pathless that it looked really cool like the art style for something like that like basically kind of had me super intrigued on it uh it's between this and i think it was genshin impact between the, the whole like zelda-ish art style i'm a sucker for it uh yeah it seems like everyone is trying to do the breath of the wild art which i'm all for yeah. it i think i think between genshin impact which we'll talk about here in a bit i think the pathless does it better like Genshin Impact looks a lot like the Xenoblade Chronicles games right. to me, which I don't mind. But if you recall from the last time I was talking about Xenoblade Chronicles, it's just triggering a very like, like I'm hearing like voices in my head again. <laughs> just don't stop talking. All those taunts. Yeah, I still haven't. I, I haven't touched Xenoblade Chronicles since then, and I want to beat that game because I spent fucking money on it. So I'm just like, well, I have to play it now. Right. So. Oh, most talkers won. I wasn't worried, baby. It's fine. All right, top of the ninth. That is winning by one. Make me proud. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm surprised by how much they showed of this game. It, it was a, probably the biggest first chunk 
I'm, it might even have more of a spotlight than Crash Bandicoot if I might kind of think back on it. But yeah, uh, and here's here's my thing with it. Hold up, Dale won the game. Hell yeah, always betting the underdog. Can it go on? So I think that they showed too much. I think so too. Where I normally lean into like, like I feel like the amount of gameplay that they've been showing for Crash, uh, what's this fucking game called? The Pathfinder? The Pathless. Pathless. Yeah, I, I think between The Pathless, Crash Bandicoot, and Godfall, which we'll talk about later, I think this was supposed to be like their answer to people like clowning on Microsoft for not showing literally, for showing like basically two seconds of gameplay. Yeah. But I think by doing that, like, there's no, like, if if there's any game that would have benefited from mystery, I think it would be the Pathless. I think so too. Because before anything happened, once I saw like the art style and then like that character zipping through very quickly, like shooting the arrow to get speed boost, I was like, I'm already intrigued by this. And then the trailer kept going and I was like, okay. Then I was like, oh, so they just showed me how to do this puzzle. Okay. And like, oh, so now they're just flat out showing me what's supposed to be like a big boss fight. Yeah. And it kind of just, oh, and like, how, I was, it, it looks repetitive. Yeah. Like you're just waiting for to press the button. I was like, damn, if they would have showed me a lot less of this game, I think I'd be way more excited about it than I am. Yeah, and then way more disappointed when it comes out. Yeah, and like, which, I, like, as, as shitty as it sounds, like, for the consumer, that's, like, the worst case scenario. But for the developer, that's great. Like, you don't want them to find out your game is boring and repetitive until after they bought it. They right. have their money. Like, right. But, like, by showing as much as they did, it's just, like, well, now I'm kind of, like, not to like i'm not like really looking forward to this game like granted it's beautiful i think the art direction on this is fucking off the wall yeah. insane i love it but i'm like fuck man just seeing the gameplay maybe be like and i, yeah. I think it would have benefited from like if you had shown me like if like okay just using the genshin impact as an example again if you had swapped that and showed me about as much of the pathless as they showed of Genshin Impact, I think I'd be a lot more positive on right, this. Right, and kind of have your eye on it a little bit more. Because now I kind of feel like I can just wait to see when it comes out and not have to keep up with the game. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, it's it's cool. It look, it like I said, it looks really cool, like style-wise. Like, it's straight up Breath of the Wild. It's really good looking. And then the gameplay is right. kind of just like, okay. Yeah, so maybe they'll just they'll catch us off guard with it. I don't think so. Um, moving on, Spelunky Two. That looks fun. Yeah, uh, I love I love the first Spelunky, uh, and the, this straight up comes out in a month. Is it that soon? September fifteenth. Holy shit! I didn't even realize that. Yeah, um, I love the first Spelunky, and the fact that they not only added but are actively like flaunting the co-op means this is going to yeah. be a fuck like this is going to be like i think equivalent to like fall guys with just like us screaming at like the top of right. our lungs playing this together right like a fucking like duck game levels of screaming yeah like this it's really good that they're that they're doing it like that i'm, I'm glad that they are 
yeah same here uh, just hearing them talk about this game and seeing like yeah the what led them to make the decision that they made for gameplay and then seeing it looks like a wild fun time yeah for sure and like i i really don't have much to say about it because while i am excited for it it is definitely uh more spelunky so it's like if you've already played it yeah you you know what you know what you're looking for yeah that's true that is very true but yeah uh september 15th spelunky 2 so very excited to uh to play that Uh, up next, we, we talked about this a little bit before. Uh, we have Genshin Impact. So, because this trailer didn't really show anything, like, it also has like that Zelda like aesthetic to it. But I don't know what the fuck this game is. No, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like uh, Fantasy Star Online Two. Like that, it, it, I feel like I was like, is this like an MMO? Like that's the kind of vibe that I got off of this. Was that it was like MMO like adjacent? Yeah, that's what it looked. Not even mention that. That's exactly what it looked like. Um, but I'm intrigued on it, probably because we didn't see too much. <laughs> yeah, this is why I say like the Pathless should have should have swapped like styles with this because I was like I'm more intrigued about this game that I know basically nothing about than I am about this one that basically showed me the whole game. Right. So that's one we'll have to keep our eye on uh, for sure but really i mean we're kind of speeding through this a little bit but here is where things get interesting um Ooh, yeah. yeah so the next one they showed off was aeon must die um which looked it looked like a pretty cool i guess side-scrolling mech kind of like a style it looks almost like like a like a beat em up like I think yeah. of like Double Dragon and shit like that when I saw right, it. Right, exactly. But like Gundam, I guess, for like a better. Yeah, it's I, it's hard to like pin down what this game is. It just looks so like I was definitely like intrigued by everything that they showed because I was like, what the fuck is this? Like this is enough. This is weird because I feel like they showed a lot of Aeon Must Die, but not enough to enough to where I was just like, what the fuck is this game? Right, right, right. Like. It was very stylistic. It was it gotta be a good idea, like it's the vibe they're going for. But you didn't see too much of the actual game itself. Oh. But what really got interesting uh was Yeah, so a bit of news that dropped literally right after the state of play. It might have been dear uh, be right after the trailer. Yeah. A little bit of drama involving Aeon Must Die. It looks like uh so I'm getting this from a tweet from at Cali Brono. All Aeon Must Die devs quit the studio this week due to crunch and lack of payments, and the trailer was outsourced to artists without contracts. Right. So Which is insane. Yeah, like I I feel for the development team on this. He did kind of yeah. he did kind of correct the statement uh later on saying, okay, no, it wasn't this week, it was um actually back in June. Um but still, the fact that they all quit makes it worse, actually. And uh, what happened was they all quit, and then they still put out the, the trailers and everything. They hired other companies to basically correct, like set up the trailer without the team getting credited, paid for, all of the above. So I don't know if this game is still going to come out. I don't know who's working on it or what, but... 
and then not only that it's definitely it's definitely a weird situation it's it's like a it's a fucked up situation too. right because it seems like the people working on it aren't going to get fully credited for what they're doing but then not only that he also linked a dropbox that has tons of information about this game showing resignation letters resignation denials uh, has some redacted content on there uh pay stubs overtime example like there's so much stuff that like, we don't normally see on this side uh, man's got receipts yeah he's got violation of contracts uh, oh man like you said he's got receipts uh, I don't remember the last time I saw drama to this level on a game <laughs> yeah it's it's actually pretty fucking crazy it is uh, so it's I don't know how many people are give a shit about things like this or not but it's definitely a very normal thing um that happens in gaming that people are trying to cut back on um that's why you saw like especially in the covid era a lot of things are getting delayed for the better but then they kind of see like oh here we go you're crunching uh, hopefully they don't have to work like that and they kind of find new work soon yeah and hopefully if if hopefully if this game does indeed get released Hopefully, with all this stuff coming out now, like something happens that those developers get compensated for, like all the work that they did. Because straight up, if this game still gets put out, like a bunch of scabs are the ones that end up like benefiting from it. That's really fucking shitty. Right, and that's not really where we want this industry to go towards. Um, I just hope the one they get credited for what they do. If the game still comes out, if they don't, if the game doesn't come out, I mean, I don't know how you could pay them. At that point, I'd hope they still could. I don't know how you would be able to because you're not really bringing in money anymore. Yeah. Um, but I hope they find new work at new studios somewhere where they're not working in the same condition. Yeah. I hope, yeah, like like you just echo what you said. Hopefully they move on to greener pastures after this at the very least. Uh, I know game yeah. development is a very hard thing uh, for a lot of people and it's it really just takes a toll on everyone involved and it's just like it's fucking crazy that this is all going down immediately after right. this trailer dropped right and there's a difference between like i guess crunching to meet a deadline in a good way because there are times where um you do perform under pressure and then there's crunch towards like just unnecessary and it sounds like that's what they're going through um yeah so and must die <laughs> wow <laughs> this game I think it blew up to a bigger deal now because of this than what it would have been. Yeah, definitely going to be a lot more eyes on this. Um, it'll be interesting to see if like any of like the major like gaming news outlets end up picking up the story and like running with it, see where it goes. Yeah, I know K Kotaku ran an article on it. Um, I don't know how much further it's gotten. It's just crazy that this information dropped literally at the peak of the game that's first like impression uh to the world yeah. and then all of a sudden here you go yeah it's definitely going to be something uh something to keep an eye on in the coming days weeks however however it is yeah we should probably keep an eye on it and see how it goes um there's not much more i think i can go on about for this we just gotta see what happens from this point yeah, there's really nothing more we can say. They didn't show more. They didn't show enough about the game to where I feel like comfortable talking about it. 
other than yeah aesthetically it looked kind of cool but with everything surrounding it I, I i just don't know how to really feel about this i just feel bad for yeah. the people that were making it yeah and don't really want to be a part of it either yeah for sure uh so moving on the next game that we have is uh Anno, i think it's mutationum was that... the the second half of that name i believe that's what it was um i don't know what this is but i'm also like i'm also very intrigued by it yeah like a whole like blade runner world kind of thing that they're going for yeah a lot of like a lot of like vaporwave adjacent like styles like aesthetics for these games and i kind of dig it yeah so it looks cool that's basically all we can say about it because this is one that yeah this is one that didn't really show much of at all yeah, definitely all I can say about this looks cool. I like the style and I'm excited to see more of it at some point. Yeah. We gotta so a game that I did want to see more about that they did show us more about Bug Snacks. Oh, man. It's so funny, though, how they still showed us more. I still don't know what the fuck this game is. Right. <laughs> Apparently, it's like a mystery of like journalism <laughs> and also like town building. <laughs> there's so many things going on here and I, it all involves bugs and snacks yeah there's a lot and I I, I really want to play this game <laughs> <laughs> I wanna... Dude, it's so weird and I like I can't like if you asked me to explain bug snacks to you I'd be like uh I, 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 just, I could not think of a way to describe anything about this game other than it looks like some fucking weird fraggle rock offshoot but other than that like it looks sick the bugs and their snacks <laughs> that is definitely the case uh there's a carrot worm in it that i'm all about looks very sick uh yeah bug how, snacks looks very fucking cool i love how they go off on the limb and say like yeah not nobody hates you yet so you must be good it's so good dude everything about this game looks so good and did you see that uh Oh, what's the case? Uh, KKB is doing the intro to it. Yeah, oh. I, I, I have that saved on my Spotify. I love a good Kara Kara Benito track. Yeah, and then I was like, oh man, this is the most fitting thing I've never thought of. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is, this is very appropriate. Yeah. So, bug snacks. We're keeping our eye on it for you. We're doing, we're doing the people's work here. Game of the year every year uh yes the game game of the year every year from now on is just bug snacks so this next one let me tell you about something that i have, I have never been less excited for <laughs> uh star wars vader immortal vr i'm on the same boat i just i want to know what happens mechanically that's about it other than that, like, I don't care. This straight up just looks like another one of those like Star Wars like tech demo things that they did. I don't think it's like an actual game. I think it just puts you into different scenarios and you like wave your lightsaber around. And I don't know, man. Like, this is not what I want to see out of VR. Right. You know what it reminds me of? Think like Dave and Buster's, like those Star Wars things that like you sit on uh... and X Wing but lightsaber simulator that's what it reminds me of no they straight up have like 
oh fuck it was like an old arcade game where you actually like controlled like the lightsaber yeah yeah that's what it reminds me of exactly yeah like straight up no substance to it at all like i i this is straight up out of everything that they showed this is the least interesting thing yeah i think so too and it's nice because i mean obviously like we're huge like star wars nerds yeah um, so i just want to know what happens you know how, i guess canon wise that's it yeah so you know how much fucking work you got to do to make anything star wars especially something that has darth vader in the title <laughs> like boring right now they were to do some things where they bring in like say like dr afro from like the comics into like this game and be like "Ooh, okay something a curveball that's for canon nerds like me but they're not gonna right. do anything cool like that no they're not and that's that's why i'm out it doesn't even look like you play as it doesn't even look like you play as darth vader yeah for all he could be anyone for all you can like it matters I like how there's just like a little quick cameo at the end though. It's like, oh, you can have Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Yeah. You do. But I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like when they showed it to me, I literally was like, I, I would let out a big, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> like really? Yeah, that's what you got. <laughs> yeah, just such, such a bummer. <sighs> oh, well, well, that to our history of Star Wars and gaming move on to something a little bit cooler you want to take this one yeah so control i have not played it i've looked into it before um it looks cool. it's very good yeah i hear good things and it looks cool um but i believe this is their second dlc if i'm not mistaken uh yes they did off. they called this expansion too okay cool um and when I was watching it, they kind of gave about like, like stay in the light and things like that. I thought, oh, cool. That's like Alan Wake. And then I found out that it's just straight up. It's fucking Alan Wake. Like he's there himself. I thought, like, holy <laughs> shit, this is okay. Now this is badass. Oh yeah. Alan dude. Wake is a very good game. It is. And it's on Game Pass. So if you haven't played it, it's an underrated gem. Uh, kind of got a cult following at that. this point. Yeah. I mean, why not? It, it's very much, it's, it's a Stephen King book in game form about a book <laughs> now that i say that aloud um very cool very different for horror games um because it's more i guess thriller based if you really want to kind of yeah dig for sure genres. um but it's cool it's different it's unique it's fresh and it's very much keeps you guessing and i i i loved it when i played it i still love it now so to see this kind of get a new breath of fresh air and reintroduced into the gaming world is really cool yeah uh it makes me definitely want to like play control now yeah it's <laughs> to go from it looks cool to i want to just play this game and play out of the wake again looks good well uh i'd say i check it out but i guess i have to play mainline control first yeah i mean i've heard that's good like you said so it might not be a bad thing yeah well uh I'll get on that at some point, I'm sure. At least before Alan Wake comes up in the game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so next, uh, they're, they're bringing auto chess to <laughs> PS4. Sure. Which is like, like yeah, like that, that was my reaction to it. I was just, sure. Like, why not? Yeah. I mean, it's got a PC like following, doesn't it? Like, it's got it, start, it started out on PC. It was initially uh, a dota auto chess but then 
uh, Valve was like, no, we own the rights to Dota because we want to make our own auto chess. So now there's like Dota, I forget what it's called. Uh, but Dota has like their own auto chess and then the people that made Dota auto chess just made auto chess. Yeah, so I mean, it might have been for the better now that, now that you say that, like I guess long-term things because it kind of keeps them out of that like guess, niche and hole. Yeah. But Yo. I don't think this game could have come to console if it was a Dota auto chess game. Yeah, for sure. And my thing is like, like I don't give a shit about auto chess. I find it like a not a great style of game and kind of boring. You know how much work you have to do to make a Star Wars game less interesting than auto than an auto chess port <laughs> coming to PS4? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be really. Like, curious I'm, to I'm see. upset. I'm really curious to see Vader Immortals numbers when they come out. Yeah, all five people that are playing. Like, I don't even know if a lot of people even have PSVRs, much less like are. I know plus one. like have, yeah. Like out of everyone oh, yeah, on the I, PS4, I know one person with VR. Yeah, same. I also only know one person with PSVR, and, and I think we both know yeah, the, same the same person with the PSVR. Person. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I I don't want to harp on that Star Wars game anymore, but like, man, fuck that. <laughs> Straight yeah. up, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. So, auto chess, it's coming. Not for me, but it's coming. Sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely coming. More people will play that than Vader Immortal. Yeah. This next one, this is one that I kind of actually thought I'd probably play this. Uh, it seems like one of those weird games that I enjoyed, The Pedestrian. Um, you're kind of making puzzles on the fly and going through flat mazes and also, I guess, 3D kind of getting some depth and going into mazes and other um, venues, backgrounds. I don't even know how to, the best way to say it. Yeah, it's this game is different and I like it a lot. I, I I like the aesthetic they're going for. I don't know why, but it reminded me of like kind of like playing on like a game and watch or something. Yeah, it did. You know you know what it reminded me of? Of um of Mario Odyssey where you're going into the like the side scrolling platforming sections Ooh, and then yeah. but you're doing that in New Dunk City essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can see that. That's what it reminded me of. Um, but it's really cool because like I guess you also have like where you connect your I guess tiles together to complete the puzzles. It, it it's it's intriguing. It's fun. It's simple, and it's probably right at my weird alley. Yeah, I like a good puzzle game. So anything like this, I'm always down to play. Yep. So we'll have to see more. I mean, I don't know how much more they can show. It seems like that's basically the, the extent yeah, of the game. I think that's just the game. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends. Hey. On, it depends on the price, I guess you could say. Yeah. And any anything that brings back stick figure aesthetic is great because I haven't had it's bringing back like my Newgrounds nostalgia right I was about to say it's like a flash game yeah I, I love me a good flash game yeah so the pedestrian we'll keep an eye on that uh next this one looked interesting it uh did. it was especially interesting until i found it, it was like interesting and then if once they showed the title i was like wait what yeah uh so so hood outlaws and legends uh, it's, a, it's a robin hood game yeah it, this looks it i don't at first i was like oh is this like a for honor sequel it kind of reminded me of um what's his face though warhammer um what um 
Not the one they just announced. The, the main fucking. This is gonna bug me because it's right on the top of my fucking like, tongue. Oh. I have no idea what you're talking about. Fuck. Warhammer guy. Vermintide. Oh. Like, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. Um, I can see that. Yeah. So that's kind of what I thought. Okay, they're going for this here. But then the hood part came out. <laughs> and you were like, wait, what? <laughs> this is not what I thought it was, what it was going for. Yeah, that's how I was, too. Like, just watching the trailer, I was like, okay, this seems kind of interesting. I, I, I straight up, I was like, oh, this a for honor sequel that's weird that they would just like announce this on playstation and then hood i was like uh yeah it's weird what? but that's kind of also what kind of made me interested to say like, okay i need to see where this is going more yeah now if anything i'm like more interested i was like go on and then the trailer ended and i was like okay yeah which is good i mean this is a case where less was more yeah that's another they one got their what the fuck they got their what the fuck reaction out of me so i was like okay so i got yeah. it yeah, and granted, there's different ways you can say what the fuck. There's definitely like the pistol, like what the fuck, and then there's a confused what the fuck, and this is kind yeah, of yeah, I was definitely that second say. one. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a yeah, you're right. Like, like a sixty forty, a healthy blend. Yeah, I uh, I am curious to see where they go with with the Robin Hood game. <laughs> what if it turns yeah. out that it was just Disney's Robin Hood? But like the porno version, they call it Robin Hood. I hate that 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 those series of words just left your mouth. Yeah, dude, I've had that idea in my head since high school, and no producer's taking me up on it. Bullshit. Yeah, uh, let me let me tell you, let me, on a list of things that I am not surprised of, let me tell you what's near the top, Keith. <laughs> that near, he says, not at the top, near. No, there's there's more things that don't surprise me than that. Trust me. Oh, man. more will come out when I drink caffeine. One day we're just gonna have an episode where you just like made line just ripping on like, a red line. Yeah, right before the podcast, just see how that goes. Oh god, y'all want to see a dead body? Yeah, it'll be Keith's. <laughs> um, we're kind of getting near the end here. Um, the the Pokemon killer. So they said at one point. M10 coming to PS5. Listen, if you mean Pokemon Killer in like the, the sense that like I forgot that Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, <laughs> this game didn't do that. I just forgot about those games all on my fucking own. Right, yeah. Pokemon's more than just the games at this point. It's a whole other monster on its own. Um Temtem looked cool. It's a definitely it's an initial alternative. It's not gonna take over the world. It's not the Digimon, basically. If Digimon didn't do it, Temtem's not gonna do it. <laughs> Yo, have we talked about how much on the podcast, on record, how much better of a show Digimon is than Pokemon? No, but can we? Yes, let's get into it. Yo, okay, for real. Rotating cast every season, other than the first two, which are connected. Oh, fucking Digimon Adventure Try. You want to see them grown up? Here they go. Ash never ages. And then you want to see it rebooted? Here we go. And guess what? It's not the same thing again. He does not come from Palatown another time. No. They're, they're fucking going on a totally different journey. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, Dig Digimon fucking rocked. I, I think, like, Pokemon as a series definitely has Digimon beat in, like, the game department. Yeah. Like, 
I have I haven't played the Cyber Sleuth game, so I can't speak about those. But I hear a lot of people like the Cyber yeah, Sleuth. It's games. probably the only Digimon game that I've seen that's kind of sustained like fan base for a while. Yeah, but like other than that, most Digimon games are like trash. But like, and well, like I've have yet to play. Even though they're all the same game, I have yet to play a Pokemon game where I'm just like, I hate that. Yeah, I mean, we get. I feel like we get our money's worth out of Pokemon because we know what we're getting out of the game. Yeah. Um. But in terms of like anime, oh, oh Digimon is just leagues, leagues better than Pokemon. Right, and I thought it was so cool. Okay, season two, you see like TK and Kyrie, they grow up, so it's like the new team with Davis and all of them. And then season three, and it's like, is this gonna continue? No, they did something new. They freaking, you created freaking Giamon. And I, I never want to see Ash's stupid face ever again. Oh man, and I've got it. I'm watching the Pokemon series with my roommate. And it's very entertaining because I'm well. I'm, I guess it's entertaining because I'm at the parts where I never saw, so like Hoenn and things like that right now. Um, sure. So it's kind of it's new, what's old is new kind of thing. But with Digimon, like they never had to worry about that. And I wish they continue with it. Like Frontier was awesome. It got it like it got dark for a while. Um, yeah, I just I miss the Fox Box. Um, All right. Yeah, and I wonder. Okay, like. Obviously, the Yokai Watch kind of tried to take that void and with moderate success. Um, it'd be cool if Temtem kind of just re emulates the Pokemon route and kind of starts off as a game, gets some success, and then kind of builds up from there to kind of gradually over time. Because the reason why Pokemon's a monster is because it, it didn't just become a right sensation and just stay there, it kept going. And it's going to take, yeah, massive. Pokemon had insane momentum, right? And they but they kept going with it. Temtem hasn't picked up that yet. Um, maybe they'll get some more on the PS5, but I just think it's too too much of an initial alternative to really happen. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Pokemon too. Like, yeah, you had you had the games, you have the show. There's the innate collectability. Like, they came out with like you had figurines really fucking quick when like in an age where kids actually cared about like toys and right. shit and card games, which is still popping off. Yeah, I, I think like like for temtem to have this level of success it would have also had to come out in like the 90s you know what i mean yeah that's true oh i maybe no it's not gonna happen it's not gonna get anywhere near the level i would say like yokai watch did i don't think um yeah because that's probably the closest thing after digimon i can see maybe kind of digging into pokemon a little bit yeah uh my, my real thoughts on it it's cool that like it's cool that it's coming to ps uh to ps5 ps4 whatever because i mean it's cool that people that don't own a nintendo console or system will be able to play a pokemon adjacent game granted it's yeah. been on pc for a while now so if you've had it there you also have already been able to play it and you've probably um, already have I, to be honest yeah, I haven't played it yet because I was just like, I don't know if I want to just play a Pokemon clone where I could just, like, I, I own Pokemon Shield. I could just go to my Switch and play that right now. I wouldn't yeah. have to pay $35 to play this other Pokemon game. Yeah, I'm, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I keep saying that because there's a lot of stuff. It's announcements. You have no choice but to say we'll see. Um I don't know how much because it wasn't 10 times like one of the biggest like niche being like I guess more of a MMO aspect of it or more multiplayer and kind of lived in world and things like that 
Yeah, Temtem was supposed to be the answer to people wanting, like, the Pokemon MMO that they never got. You know, like, that's, like, this is supposed to be the Pokemon game that you've always wanted. It's, like, always 2v2 battles, which is, like, the acceptable, like, official pro tournament yeah. way to battle Pokemon. So it's just, like, oh, this is, like, the real Pokemon players game. But then it just ended up, like, not being that. Yeah, everyone just kind of forgot about that also. And... This might be the most people have talked about it. This is the most we've talked about it. So, I mean, I guess success. Yeah, all it got, all it got out of me was like when I thought I was like, oh, Temtem, weird. <laughs> that was yeah. like mostly thought about it. Yeah, I'm inventing. I'd see it coming to the Switch, but yeah, Nintendo's not gonna let that happen. I don't think. And what's fucked up too is I was just like, I was like, oh, Temtem, weird. I was like, I would play that on PC still. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, okay, okay, that's for real. Other than like the VRs, I guess everything on here we're probably gonna pay on pc because it was a third party showcase it's not like they kind of went it was like you had to get a ps4 ps5 whatever it is for these games yeah i so i hope i hope that a lot of these games do come out multi-platform especially on pc it would be sick especially um this last game that's here on the list this is one of the ones that i think i'm most interested in just because it's like right up the alley of like games that i like to play i think yeah and this is it might be missed for me but i i immediately upon seeing this i saw that people are gonna want to play this game yeah so we're just gonna this is one of the other like one of the three games that they showed a lot of uh that is godfall they showed a lot i mean i'll be up front and say it got to the point where it's kind of like okay yeah i get, I get it i get it <laughs> i definitely felt like that by the end of it too i was just kind of like yeah, I was like, you could have showed me half of this and I would have known what this game is about. Like, yeah, swords do things. Different swords do things. The movement and, like, the way this game looks and, like, the feel of it kind of reminds me a lot of... Um, do you ever play Warframe? Yeah, that's exactly what it reminded me of. And especially, like, the way that you just kind of keep slashing. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this is, like medieval warframe basically which is like not like a dig by any means but i was just like because I, I like warframe but i was just like damn they're just doing that huh it, it, i don't know warframe was hit or miss for me i mean i think i had to have a good group of friends to play it with I, it wasn't yeah you def you def have to like you either def really like warframe or you just don't get it yeah and that might have been me I, I didn't get hooked by it um i i think I don't know. I just don't really care for too much slashy slash. I guess. Yeah, this is that's definitely like a check your brain at the door kind of game for sure. Yeah, like I guess if the PlayStation equivalent, like just press keep pressing square. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, I like games like that. Sometimes I like a good like. All right, let me just play my idiot sword slash game where I just cut shit down. I don't have to think about anything. Right. So one thing I do wonder if Warframe comes to PS5 because it's also on everything at this point will that cut into Godfall which is probably not going to be a free to play game that's a good question I don't know like, I, yeah I didn't think about that yeah there's a couple of other things like there's a couple of thoughts I've had like that was one and then I thought okay if, if Godfall was not on PS5 would it be in the same spotlight that it's getting on the showcase as a PS4 game um Little things like that, where I kind of wonder if it was getting kind of glorified just because it's next gen. Yeah, I guess it's another one of those. We'll wait and see. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll, I will say this does not look like a next-gen game graphics-wise. No, it doesn't. It does look like it could be current. Yeah, it looks a little rough, doesn't it? Or is that like was that just me? I was just like, I mean, it's got a polished good. look. It's got a polished look, but it doesn't look like it's the next step. Yeah. So I don't know. It looks like it. This is like one of those like seven out of ten games for me, where I just be like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean that's very much true. I'll have to let you tell me along because it it's not hooking me off the bat. So it's definitely it's not no bug snacks. Yeah, I none of these games are fucking bug snacks. Already game. So like, I, I I think overall this uh, this state of play was kind of a bust. I don't think it was a bust. And the reason why I say that is mostly because I think they just they set the pace well from the beginning. Nobody was expecting a major bomb dropped. Um, they said there was no smash announcement, but that's beside the point. I think that they yeah, set the pace. Yeah, I, I thought a crash for Smash would be cool, but not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just think like overall. It was I was kind of just like, eh, on like most of the things that they showed, the stuff that they did really show a lot of. I feel like they showed too much of. Like I think yeah. they could have shaved the Godfall stuff down by like literally, like I said, like half, and that would have been good. And they should Same have showed almost Palace. none of the. Yeah, they should have. Sh they they should have showed almost nothing of that game to keep people interested. Yeah, no kidding. Um, other than that, I'd say my main takeaways would probably be. Uh, Spelunky 2, Bug Snacks, and Control. And maybe Hood, depending on where they go with that next. I guess I'll add Hood as of right now. Um, as of this moment. Hood's so weird. Yeah, so weird. Um, I don't want the pedestrian, just because that seems like just a fun, you know, yeah. whatever game. I think the most interesting things to me at this hit of play were obviously like the, even though I don't have VR, like the Hitman thing. Yeah. Um, I want to see more of Genshin Impact, so that kind of stuck out to me. Like, obviously, Bug Snacks, because that's like the new Nat two. This, yeah, like this is uh this is this upcoming generation's like Viva Pinata or something. I feel like right. it's just like such a wacky looking game, and like the fact that they're that in this day and age of like Call of Duty games coming out every year, like every game having to be like a fucking battle royale or some shit. I'm so glad that developers are still taking time to just make something fucking wacko like this. Yeah, exactly. There's a carrot snake. <laughs> you can hunt. But yeah, other than that, I think uh, the control stuff is cool. Hood is definitely one where I'm just like, I'm scratching my head about it, but like it, <laughs> it's, it's, it has scratched to the point where I'm just like, I have to see what they're doing with this. Right, so... I think, like I said, I think they set the pace accordingly. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. They didn't overhype it. Yeah, it's just in general. I think like what sours me about it is that they showed too much about the stuff that they shouldn't have shown more, and the stuff that I'm genuinely curious about, they showed little to nothing of. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting week in in the PlayStation world because one, you have this whole Spider-Man on Avengers thing, and that not really working in their favor, and then two. You have also uh, the whole controller thing going on, and then you have a state of play, which 
probably might have worked out in their favor. It's it's been a weird little roller coaster of a week. Um, yeah, well, then on top of that, you have a state of play that's immediately followed by controversy with the Aeon Must Die stuff. Right, and I don't really blame PlayStation for that, but still, just the timing of it is yeah is eerie. I don't know. It's all everything's weird. In related news, the state of gaming and quarantine is just kind of fucked up in general. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's so different. It's such uncharted territory, and it's definitely I mean, slowed the world down. But gaming is feeling it too, um, which is cool because it gives us time to go back into Game Pass and do the things that we never did in the first place. Um, so, it's got its other side of it too. I mean, it got us a blaze ball. Oh my god, I love baseball so much. Yeah, that is only down by one point, and they're like a 38% chance of winning. I'm like, let's go, let's do it again. Moist Talkers are up three to nothing. Okay, yeah, after choosing favorite team, that's when I saw that Moist Talkers was top of their division, and Dada was last. And, there oh, it is. And you know what I love? There's two leagues the good league and the evil league. And just lawful good and lawful evil, and then chaotic good and chaotic evil as the divisions. Yeah, D and D alignments are the true are the true leagues. Oh, so good. But yeah, we'll have to see what happens when Miami Dallas and Canada Moist Talkers, um, you know, get together, and we'll have to keep everyone on the pod updated for our listeners. Yeah, well, uh, st- stay tuned for the weekly baseball minute. Oh, but. Yeah, I mean, anything else we kind of missed? I think we kind of captured a pretty good amount of this relatively smooth news week. Yeah, I think that is basically everything. It, it was a slow week for sure. I think State of Play was like really the only thing that's actually happened. Yeah, because otherwise we probably would have just talked about the controller and Avengers and Halo. Yeah, maybe this would have just been a whole hour and a half episode about baseball. Which Dude. Yeah, I would not be opposed to just having a full baseball episode. We need to get like all of our friends to bet on baseball, like the real money. Yeah, maybe maybe we we do a, a stream where it's just us playing baseball live. Oh yeah. All right, I think that's gonna do it here for us at the Mini Games Podcast, episode twenty-four in the books. Uh, before we go, Keith, internet, where are you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at woo underscore Keith. As we all know, every single person, everybody, it's common sense. Woo is W-H-O-O. And you can also find me following the Blazeball Commissioner right about now. There it is. Yeah, and you know, this is followed by my chemical romance there it is baby (laughs) tell them where they can find you uh you can find me on the baseball field aka twitter at badx health and in the uh in the baseball dugout also known as instagram at you broke like glass i was i was straight up about to try to pronounce it with the x in glass but i was like "Mm." Yeah, maybe that's yeah. why his suit said no shenanigans. Yeah, maybe that's why. But you know what? I I, I do what I can. 
Uh, and you can find us as a podcast in the commissioner's uh, chair at the baseball field, both on Twitter and, and Instagram at minigamescast. Uh, go follow us, uh, comment on our posts, make fun of us. I don't know. I don't care. Do what you got to do. It's the yeah, do something. Uh, yeah, just talk to us. We, uh, we talk back, probably. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Another episode in the books, episode 24. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Blaze ball, baby. Blaze ball, baby.